Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Paul Tan, the Deputy Chief Executive Officer of the National Arts Council, is joining us now to talk more about that. Paul, welcome to Weekend Morning. So glad to have you with us today. Morning, Glenn. Good to see you. I mean, the last time we chatted, we didn't get to see each other, you know, face to face. So now I'm, I, I'm glad I get to see your face. Very. Thank you. I, I hope it's not too disappointing for you, but <laughs> it is nice to have, you know, the more we can have a physical contact, even if it's visual contact, the better, right? Uh, it's more personable, for sure. It, it yeah, sure yeah. is. It sure is. Paul, thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, you have you have done so much with the Singapore Writers Festival, with uh, working in the arts community over the years. And now the the ARH co-working space. Tell us about that. First of all, um, you know, how long has it been around and what's its what's its mission? Yeah, well, the Arts Resource Hub, I mean, we all love our acronyms, AOH, it was set up <laughs> actually fairly, fairly recently. We only opened them um, last year, mm. uh, early this year, sorry. The, the web, first, step, let, let me take a step back. There's actually, the Arts Resource Hub is first and foremost, a resource, right? So the resource has a very strong online component where we've put in lots of useful information from advising um, um, freelancers on how to look at their legal contracts, for them to think about training, for them to do their financial planning. Now, as part of the resource hub, which is an online hub, which everyone can go and have a look and check it out, mm. there, is a physical, uh, there are physical spaces as well, which we opened uh, earlier this year. So all of this, mm. these plans were all pre-COVID, right? They were all a recognition that the art scene, you know, perhaps more so than other sectors, is particularly uh, uh, skewed towards uh, freelancers. Many uh, practitioners, both in front of stage and backstage, uh, people who are working uh, behind the scenes in the, in, the, in the visual arts gallery, I think many of the practitioners like the flexibility. They like the ability to move from uh, gig to gig and uh, have that autonomy, which also means they manage their own time well, right? So the, the, the physical spaces that we have, the two of them, one is at the Goodman Arts Centre that's in uh, Mountbatten, and the other one is Stanford Arts Centre downtown, right? And they are physical space. As you mentioned, they're low cost. I mean, it's comfortable, but it's uh, not meant to be, you know, overly furnished, right? And it's got, it's got uh, some basic tea and coffee. And we opened this as a, a kind of a co-working space uh, and actually for registered uh, subscribers of the Arts Resource Hub is actually free, right? Hmm. So this was all planned uh, pre pre uh, COVID. The the thinking then was that you know uh, freelancers need a place to kind of uh, discuss things. They often don't. They often don't have your own premises, right? So it's right. good for them to come and meet and also interact with other uh, freelancers as well. So that was the thinking. Yeah. And those spaces have been re- reopened. Yeah. And you mentioned that that there are, sometimes there are services available there if you you know need somebody to look over a contract for you. And how, how does that work? Do people have to make appointments in advance or are there just people hanging around kind of waiting to help with these things? Uh, I mean, the two spaces are not very large spaces. They're just, imagine like two very large classrooms, uh-huh. right? With some basic facilities like printing and it's uh, currently manned. We have someone because of the, the COVID and the need for safety measures. So you do have to pre-register for use of the space. And, uh, just we, for social we, distancing and, and that sort of thing. And all the yeah, yeah. all those uh, important uh, safety measures. Yeah. In terms of help, I mean, uh, what we've been doing uh, in the last nine months, it's actually actively programmed. So again, because of COVID, a lot of the program has been. In fact, all of the programs have been have been digital. So whether it's a digital clinic or whether we've been holding web, uh, whether there are webinars, uh, we've been making sure that the, the the arts resource hub continues to provide useful uh, information, to pump out useful information, whether it's helping uh, freelancers navigate the grants. We've done some clinics, but these are virtual. 
right? We also encourage them to just go browse the site because the site uh, is chock full of useful information. You know, like I mentioned, for example, like legal templates. We actually suggest that, you know, to protect themselves, you know, freelancers can look at these are the best practice. So when there's someone who is out to commission a, a job, you know, and that even includes the Arts Council itself, which, which actually commissions <laughs> uh, programs and, and, arts pro, you know, and arts initiatives, that you kind of understand your own uh, kind of rights as a, as a freelancer. Yeah. So, so, so these are the things that we're, we're, we're putting out to make it useful to the arts community. Very interesting. You're talking with Paul Tan, the Deputy Chief Executive Officer of the National Arts Council, about the reopening of the Arts Resource Hub, the ARH, as they call it, co-working spaces. Uh, one is at Goodman and the other is uh, – the other one's in town. Where is that one in town again? I know where Goodman it's is. It's along Middle Road, Stanford Arts Center. It's um, near the uh, – it's along Waterloo Street. Yeah. yeah. Junction of Waterloo Street and, and Middle oh, right, Road. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly. Yeah. So that's right in uh, right in the – center of town, uh, kind of by Seligi and over in that area. So that's, uh, that's, that's very convenient for a lot of folks as well. Um, when you look at the, the need right now for the freelancers, I mean, there has been uh, National Arts Council and government money that has gone out in different types of grants and things like that. Is that money, how is that pot of money looking right now? Has it been used up? Is there still cash out there available for freelancers, for people in the arts to, to tap into for projects? Okay, of course it's it's quite a, a complex piece, and I can spend an hour talking about it. But broadly, there, there is give it to um, us in the, thirty the, seconds. <laughs> yeah, I'll try. Yeah, uh, basically, there's there's support at the company level, and that's done centrally. You, everyone would have heard of the job support scheme, right? So that is administered centrally, and it goes to the companies, and it supports some of their wage bills. And for the arts and culture sector, there was an enhanced job support scheme. That means the quantum was higher. Mm. So that's one thing to register. That's done centrally through the Ministry of Finance. Now, the, the Culture Ministry and NAC was given a separate pot to think about how to keep the level of activity going and how to sustain livelihoods, including for freelancers. Yeah. So um, that fund is still being drawn down uh, and a lot of it has gone into generating activity and uh, projects mm. through the grants. We had a digital presentation grant which helped people put up stuff digitally. Mm. Uh, we also had grants to help boost capability. Capability is always a very big thing in Singapore, right? Boosting right. skills, <laughs> upgrading, etc. So through that, fun- through that funding, through the grants, we've been able to create uh, easily 10 th- over 10,000 opportunities, both in terms of presentation, wow. in terms of digital presentations, as well as um, training opportunities. Uh, and I think we 10, supported. No, that's uh, a lot. Yeah, 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 that's opportunity. So they're all gigs of sorts, right? Either learning gigs or, te- uh, or presenting gigs. Uh, that's one way of framing it. And on top of the companies that we, 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 we support, it also supports freelancers, since we're talking about freelancers today, about 4,000 freelancers through all this funding, right? Wow. So that continues to, 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 be hap- uh, to happen because the grants have closed, but the activities are for the next couple of months. Right, all the way until the end of the FY, mm. which will be uh, in uh, March next year. Mm. Mm. Um, so, so there is I still time a, that, to get out mm. there if, if somebody wants to put in for a grant. Uh, well, the grants have closed, but there are other grants you can tap on. So go visit okay. the National Arts Council site. Uh, there are the regular grants. Also, we are encouraging people to think of hybrid now that you can have shows in the physical space. But also just keep in mind about, about digital because that hybridity is useful, especially if... Touch wood, you know, things take a turn for the not so good and then we have to pivot back to digital. Then at least we have more of the arts community that can kind of navigate the, the complexities of the digital space. Yeah. 
We've been uh, on the show here over the months since February, March. We've been talking quite a lot and quite often about the arts. We've had your, your, yourself on uh, before and we talked with uh, Pandemonium and with Ri- Wild Rice and SRT and, of course, music establishments as well. There, there are so many people involved in this ecosystem. Has, has the National Arts Council quantified the value of this? Because I, my sense is that many people perhaps in the business world don't understand just how big the arts uh, coffers, the arts community is and how much it adds into the economy here in Singapore every year. It's a massive amount, is it not? Well, it's it's actually more, more significant than I think many people think, that's yeah. for sure. Mm. But you know, the interesting thing and what well, is an interesting challenge for us and actually that, that, that kind of... Uh, points to the kind of work that NEC has to do together with the other government agencies, which is to better size the economic value add. And that is something that, uh, that's work going on. We first need to get a good handle on how big the, 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 the sector is in terms of employment, right? right. Uh, and one of the challenges is because of the gig economy, because it kind of overlaps with other sectors like the commercial event sectors. So if you are someone who is a, a, a lighting designer, you could design for both a theatre production, right. but also a big mice event. Sure. Right? So that's one challenge, but yeah. work is being, being, being done to try and size that employment. And then, of course, the economic value. Right? That's work going on. Uh, I, I would like to think that beyond the, the, the numbers, beyond the actual economic contribution, there's something a little bit more qualitative as well, which mm. is about quality of life. Mm. Right? It's really about making Singapore a good place for Singaporeans to live, work and play. Right? We've all heard that phrase before, right? And even... Uh, in terms of uh, 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 expatriates who come to work to Singapore and find Singapore a good place to, to invest or a place to uh, contribute their, their, their skills, I think the arts and culture have got a very critical uh, aspect you know, to try and give a more holistic view of what life in Singapore is like. And then there's a final element, which is also very hard to quantify, which is about unlocking creativity in all of us. I think when, when we think about it, Every one of us can potentially be creative and that could be triggered by engaging or consuming the arts. And that that creativity you bring with you, whether you're an engineer or an accountant, it helps you see things in a different way. Mm. And to to all of us at NEC, I mean, we all get that, right? So how do I, you know, get more people to think about how the arts can unlock the creativity in themselves? Yeah, talking with Paul Tan, the Deputy Chief Executive Officer of the National Arts Council. Uh, Paul, when, when we get to it, uh, is there? Do you have an understanding of what Phase Three might look for look like for the arts in Singapore? I don't. I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse here, uh, but you know, are we looking at potentially opening up, going from this hybrid model that we're in now to uh, you know further opening of of venues and and experiences for people? What do we know about what Phase Three might look like? We like to make a joke that those kind of questions are kind of above my pay grade. You know? <laughs> and your crystal, your crystal ball response. is a little foggy right now, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I will hazard a response. And, you know, in terms of where we are going direction-wise, right, we are gradually opening. Yeah. Uh, for, for your listeners who may not know already, or the whole sector that we can open, they're all permitted to open at, uh, uh, for shows mm. in permitted venues at 100 packs. And as we know, some groups have already done it. We have got Ding Yi, uh, Music Troupe, we have uh, SRT and Wild Rise, mm. all staging uh, either theatre shows or concerts uh, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And we have already asked people, we've invited the arts community to safely think about going up to 250 if their venues permit, right? If the venues permit the, the expansion to 250 with certain kind of uh, criteria in terms of safety. But yeah. we're asking them to write in to us to indicate interest 
So direction-wise, we're moving towards opening up safely. And I think 250 is the, 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 the next kind of milestone we want to cross. Yeah. There are also, so that's one, one pool of kind of pilots to see whether we can go up to 250 safely. There's another pilot going up to 500, which is even more select. Oh. And we're, we're thinking of trying to, there's work going on working with other agencies because this whole piece is entirely interagency. We have to talk to our our, we've made new friends at the health ministry, let's put it that way, right? <laughs> to understand how we're doing yeah. this as a nation, yeah. right? So the next, the, the other pilot that I, I, I think is really interesting is we're going to try to go up to 500, but with pre-event testing, oh. which means before you go for the show, you either go for a quick swap, right? either at the premise itself, if the premise can do it, do a quick test, or you do it at a clinic 24 hours before the show. Right? So that's the next pilot that we're, we're trying to do over the next two months. Hmm. At least to give ourselves the assurance that you know, we can go up to an even larger number and if the test can be conducted uh, uh, swiftly. Of course, we need to think about what the, 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 how the cost structures work because we reduce capacities. Right? That's one real uh, business consideration yeah. uh, in terms of ticket sales yeah. uh, as well as the cost of the test itself. So all this have to be, have, have to be mapped out uh, moving ahead. But directionally, yeah. that's where we're heading. Well, we're all looking for that rapid test to to be uh, able to be implemented quickly at a lot of different venues. That's that's going to be a game changer for I think many industries here, not the least of which would be travel and arts uh, included in that. Paul, uh, let's go right back to the uh, the ARH real quick, uh, just for folks that are interested, freelancers. Who exactly is it open to, and and how do they how do they figure out if if it's for them, and how to make a reservation to to go and use one yeah. of these co working spaces. The first part of call is to go visit the Arts Resource Hub, right? So it's an online portal, so you can subscribe. And actually, it's open to, to uh, anyone uh, based on their job description. So you, you tell us what you do. Mm-hmm. And as a subscriber, you are entitled to use the space free, right? Uh, but you do have to register. So the website has all the information. Sure. I, I do want to put a cautionary note that, you know, especially in, 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 in a time like this, in a yeah. pandemic season like this, that if you can do your work virtually and you do not need to use the hub, you know, uh, you can also do that. You know, sure. we encourage you to 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 do that. Uh, the hub is for people who feel that they need to meet face to face. You know, perhaps they're new collaborators, or, or perhaps mm-hmm. they just need to get away from home, which is noisy, and to find a quiet <laughs> space to put on their headphones and and do some work. Um, yeah. uh, so so that would be the cautionary note that I would put out. But go visit the website because it's chock full of information. It's beyond the two physical spaces, which of course are important to enabling tools. Mm-hmm. But the website is. A cram full of useful information for, for people who are already in the, in, the, in the industry, whether you are an actor, whether you're a backstage person, whether you're a visual arts gallery a worker, uh, whether even writers, right? If you're a freelance writer like Neil Humphreys, you know, you can be, you can be a member, right? Yeah, uh, and yeah. that you can tap on all the programming, the virtual programming that we put out. Yeah. Well, we do need for, uh, uh, for those who take part in some of the clinics to give us their, to register via the Sing Pass. So that's mm. one thing because the service is for uh, Singaporeans and PRs. Yep. Uh, and I think uh, as 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 uh, as we move ahead, that's the direction we're going. Yeah. Well, I think many of us have had a, a cement drill or two in our neighbor's uh, flat that we wish wasn't there when we're trying to get work done. So perhaps going to the ARH at a, at a appropriate time would be a great place to get away from the noise that uh, often can accompany working from home. 
So, uh, For sure. Yeah. Paul Tan, Deputy Chief Executive of the National Arts Council, thank you so much for being with us on Money FM today. Thank you, Glenn. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.